You're going to have to make a lot of tough decisions. People do say it is lonely at the top for good reason. But after seven pivots, he had to rewrite his book the LinkedIn influencer guys. And at only 26 years old, he has graced the cover of Entrepreneur Magazine, changed the trajectory of your career. And you want to be honest about that, upfront about that. You just clicked on Radically Honest Podcast. We're demystifying the keys to success in our digital age through the art of raw storytelling. Welcome back, everyone. It's your host, Asam Lee. And today I am bringing you a season two recap. We are going to dissect and summarize the episodes from season two. We had such a diversity of influencers, entrepreneurs, and professionals on this season from authors to artists to YouTubers to podcasters. I am so excited to get right into it. But before we do, a quick announcement, guys. So I I recently graduated from Texas A&M University with my bachelor's in business administration in supply chain management. And basically, guys, before I start my big girl job in New York City later this year at a consulting firm, I am going to be taking a semester off to travel, write, create content. So for Radically Honest, this is going to be the last episode released for a while. Season two is going to end. And then throughout the rest of this year, I'll be collecting interviews, hopefully, from incredible, interesting, impactful people that I meet across my travels. And in doing so, later next year in 2022, I will be releasing season three. So excited for that. But for now, Radically Honest is going to be under construction and essentially taking a hiatus. So I am so sad to say goodbye after this episode, but I really hope everyone tuning in has enjoyed this show. And if so, or if you're listening right now, I really encourage you to pause and go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. It really helps me a lot to distribute the podcast to the masses, to a wider range audience. And I am so grateful for anyone that has genuinely just been a fan of this show for any period of time at all. I'm so grateful for you, to the listeners, to the guests, to everyone that has helped make this possible. I'm just so incredibly ecstatic that we've come this far and I cannot wait to dive into reflecting on all of the amazing episodes that I had the privilege of recording for season two. So we'll get right into it, guys. But once again, thank you so much. Make sure to subscribe and keep following along on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen, so that when season three drops, you will be in the know. Let's start with season two, episode one. Starting YouTube at 15, consultant to productivity guru, and self-doubt featuring Barbu agency founder and the real real host, Natalie Barbu. On this first episode, I loved getting to talk to Natalie Barbu because I've been watching her YouTube videos for quite some time now. She's been on YouTube for almost a decade, guys. She's also opened, closed, and rebranded multiple businesses. She's talked about her boutique, which she ended up closing down after she realized that it really wasn't something that she had her heart in. Being an influencer for so long, she's experienced such slow and steady growth that she's had low moments, of course, moments of doubt, moments of comparison, wondering if 
her being a YouTuber, podcaster, influencer, et cetera, was worthwhile considering other people that seem to be doing it bigger and better. But I loved how candid she got in this, guys. She is an all-around productivity guru, and her YouTube videos literally range from fashion hauls to renovation, tours, because she's currently renovating a house, vlogs, and even productivity videos like copying Gary Vee's morning routine. But she actually graduated from North Carolina as an industrial engineering graduate. And then she actually moved on to work at her dream company at the time, Accenture, as a technology analyst. And I believe she worked there for less than a year. And something that she really learned when she decided to go full-time as an influencer afterwards is that, quote, being on that upward trajectory is more important than hitting the actual goal, end quote. I love this quote so much because she truly understood the importance of progress and growth over perfection. One of the key advice points that she gave was to start today, whatever idea or dream or goal you have, because improvement will occur through trial and error. When she started consulting individually to provide social media, branding advice, etc., she said that it probably wasn't very good, that her YouTube video, her first one, probably wasn't very good. And yes, she's experienced so much self-doubt, but the first step to creating content in an oversaturated market is simply to stop comparing and start thriving in your individuality because no one is going to do it like you. And she's had some hard challenges as well. Like when she moved to her dream city of New York amid the pandemic, her plans changed really rapidly and she had to come back home and deal with so many unpresented shifts in her life. But she believes that our community has grown stronger because of it. And truly the power in social media, especially working for social media and through social media, is the leverage that you have to meet people that you never would have met. She met her New York roommate and one of her best friends through social media. She's been able to relate to others and feel her pain and her difficulties understood while having others empathize with her and building relationships online in a way that is not limited by physical bounds is such an impactful thing. So social media is a really great tool if you harness it correctly for the right reasons. And there are trolls out there. She talks about receiving criticism online, very blanket statements, but ignore those because they are not accurate in terms of what they say about your character because you know who you are and no one else can change that. So if you are someone that's learning all the time like she is and you take classes on Skillshare or read a lot of books, then make sure to take a pause and apply what you've learned. She'll sometimes sit down and simply work on her website while she is still digesting the new information she absorbed simply to make that progress and the benefit of the content you're consuming more tangible. Take criticism with a grain of salt. And if you want to learn more about opening up your bubble to encompass the world of social media, make sure to listen to episode one. Episode two, first guest returns, master the nine to five and career advice featuring former KPMG Australia and former KPMG China partner, Gary Nowak. So for those of you not in the consulting industry, partner is somewhat equivalent to executive. It's a very high up position within this huge global consulting firm. And of course, Gary Nowak, if you are a radically honest ride or die, then you know that he was the very first episode guest. And it is incredible how much we've learned from him. 
But this time, he gave to spill all of his career advice and wisdom for those of you that are entry-level employees that are simply looking to thrive and go up the corporate career ladder. If you're looking to master that nine to five, then this is your episode. Some of the key points here, he said, it's all about your intangible skills. Why do you even think companies conduct behavioral interviews, right? Because a lot of the skills that you have on paper are great, whether it's you know how to code or build a presentation or you know create a slide deck, etc. Excel, languages, create a lesson plan. But the intangible skills that you offer are harder to grasp and really difficult to measure. And those are the things that are going to make you a subtle superstar in the corporate world or in any company for that matter. So basically, build relationships with these intangible skills, whether it's with your clients, people within your company, and that is going to help you gain that emotional intelligence and that relational expertise to thrive. Gary Nowak is qualified to give this advice because he's hired, trained, mentored, laid off, done all of the above as someone in a managerial role that has been in charge of a lot of projects, you know, all at once. And he has two decades of experience climbing up the ladder. And there are a lot of things that he wish he knew, but one of the main quotes that resonated with me, guys, was we don't want perfect people. We want good, hardworking, honest people. Honesty is something that is invaluable. If you are unable to complete a project on time or there is a skills gap or something, then you want to be honest about that, upfront about that so that your boss, manager, team, head can help you. But basically, he said, build relationships with those with the power to impact your career. And ask for open and honest feedback whenever you get the chance. You want to brace yourself because criticism may ensue. But this feedback is going to change the trajectory of your career because you're going to ask the person that literally is the one determining whether or not you get promoted. If I were to get promoted tomorrow, what would have to change? And that person will let you know and you will now have insight on how to get to that next step more tangibly, more actionably. Another piece of advice, always negotiate your salary, make sure that you're fairly compensated, and ask targeted questions to cultivate your awareness on how you're performing in comparison to others, how your impact within the firm is being perceived and circulated among the leadership team, and do your best to be as hardworking and honest, once again, as possible, guys. Don't ever throw anyone under the bus. It's always a team effort. Make your boss look good. Speak less and listen more and make sure the things you do say are valuable and insightful and definitely different or atypical from something someone else has said. So you never want to repeat something someone else already said in a conference room. So guys, if you want to learn more about experiencing success as your firm's quote unquote dream employee, Gary Nowak has done a wish I knew LinkedIn series as well. But this episode summarizes some of those key points. Let's move on. Episode three, rejecting Harvard to bootstrap a startup, raising $5 million and resilience featuring Firefly's AI CTO and co-founder, Sam Udathang. I came across Sam at a Forbes article, yes, and I absolutely was fascinated by his journey, guys. Sam migrated from finishing his undergraduate education at MIT in computer science and aerospace engineering, like whoa, to San Francisco, where he immersed himself alongside his CEO and co-founder, startup co-founder, in the entrepreneurial hub of Silicon Valley and was able to take their tech startup from something that was merely an idea 
to something that literally raised $5 million in funding from investors ranging from Amazon to Dropbox to Salesforce. It's absolutely incredible. And at only 26 years old, he has graced the cover of Entrepreneur Magazine alongside his co-founder and for good reasons. His startup is an AI note-taking system for your meetings. And this is important because when I asked Sam what drove him to become this hardworking, extremely resilient entrepreneur despite all the struggles, he told me at one point in San Francisco, he was living on the couch. He was, you know, borrowing money from a lot of people. He was living off of Domino's Pizza and Soylent and literally training his body to not like going out food because of how he could not afford it at the time. And he said that he really wanted to create something that would change, transform, impact something small but significant in every single person's daily life and daily routine. And this does just that because think about it, everyone takes notes, right? Something entrepreneurial that he's learned, he said, quote, if everyone loves your product, but they're not willing to pay for it, then you don't really have a business. And this is huge because he actually started Firefly's AI as a project in the MIT classroom where it was initially something similar to like a food delivery service, I believe. But after seven pivots, guys, seven pivots, because they couldn't find a market that was viable enough to roll out this idea. He now has dozens of employees across the globe. He's a huge proponent of finding global talent that does not limit you to the expertise and skills of the people in your immediate sphere. And also honing your skills over time. As CTO, as chief technology officer, he wasn't the best at coding at first, but now he lectures about AI at Stanford and he is a coding master, guys. He said, be bold, be consistent, believe, and drive your idea to completion. You have to be realistic, of course, but something about being in the hub of Silicon Valley in San Francisco really gave him the energy and the people that were willing to be radical enough to believe in this idea and help him out and be testers, etc. Create something that people will actually use and value, guys, because you want it to be worth your time and other people's time as an entrepreneur. Episode four, talent management for tomorrow's stars and nurturing self-confidence featuring friendly CEO and founder and host Jacob Wittenberg. Jacob Wittenberg is a fellow college student, now a graduate, I believe. And on the fourth episode, we talked to Jacob, who is an independent media group founder. And this is comprised of future creators, communicators, entrepreneurs, and artists. He is an artist himself. He has several um, singles that he's released on Spotify. You have to listen to them. Basically, Jacob is a young visionary whose passions for music led him to be empathetic for the underrepresented because he realized unless you have some sort of major social media blow up, you're not going to have enough of a name for yourself in the beginning to hire a manager, a record label, etc. He said, quote, at the end of the day, the only person that is the energy and the fuel to the fire of what you're doing is you. You are the differentiator and we need to deem our passions no longer as hobbies, but more as professional endeavors that we are willing to embark on alongside others that do not have the resources starting off, which is totally normal, right? He's a Boston University graduate and avid singer and songwriter. He realized no one was going to hand him the record label. He wasn't alone. And 
one of the key messages that he gave in this podcast was why do we wait for people to enable us to pursue dreams, such as a management firm or your follower account? You know, why do we wait for people to tell us now you're qualified? Now you could cross that threshold of turning your passion of singing or writing music or creating content, videos, etc., to something that you could pursue professionally. If we broke down those barriers, how far could we actually come? And Jacob also hosts Friendly the Podcast, which interviews young founders and their many professional projects. He really believes that you should walk your unique path with courage because we all have a calling to us. We all have something that we are burning for internally. And we need to project that outwards in a way that is not only fueled by passion, but also backed by some sort of team or group that helps you manifest your dreams, essentially. Jacob Wittenberg, he is so funny, truly talented. And he also went on tour for his music. He is constantly releasing new music. And all the while, he has just realized how important it is to let go of any mental barriers that are prohibiting you from chasing the things that you are dreaming of. And also, introduce some spontaneity into your day-to-day life. He used to be such a planner that he would detail out his days by the minute and then there was no excitement to them because the ambiguity was lost. Every single day, he would just do his days as he planned and there wouldn't be an element of excitement and what project am I going to embark on today that wasn't planned? An example he gave of this was when he decided to release a Christmas single with a friend spontaneously, and it ended up being a really, really great project. So trust your gut. And if you want to learn more about his journey to founding Friendly, as well as all the other life lessons he've learned along the way, make sure to tune into episode four. Episode 5, TikTok Famous Morning Routines and Breaking the Mental Health Stigma, featuring fitness influencer and Morning Ray host, Alana Blumberg. I absolutely loved talking to Alana, guys. She gets really candid about her life as an influencer, YouTuber, TikToker, and of course, host of the Morning Ray podcast. She is well known on Instagram as at Lanny B. Fit. She is all about health, fitness, mindfulness, etc., And I love her caption on Instagram. It says, show up as your highest self every damn day. And her TikToks have amassed so much attention online because of the way that she is able to curate her morning routines to match her needs and truly provide wellness for her body every single day and also mental well-being. She aspires to make healthy living accessible and guilt-free, and she also makes sure to demystify the fact that early rising fitness gurus also feel poorly at times. One of my favorite quotes from her is that she said, quote, looking at things from a place of lightness, openness, and optimism is a huge push behind my story and my why. And so her perspective, her mindset is everything to her. And I think that is so incredibly valuable. Her TikTok debut was graced by a 6.30 a.m. morning routine that went viral. And she shares everything online, guys, from doing her digital marketing internship right now to running the page. And she never imagined her widespread impact. But She's really learned that authenticity, doing things your way, and showing the little spontaneous special aspects of your daily life is something that a lot of people are attracted to. Her main message on this podcast was talking about how protein powder shouldn't break the bank, being healthy shouldn't break the bank, and don't fall victim to diet culture 
eat intuitively and reframe your perspective to be encouraging toward yourself. And as a creator, always add value to your audience and be consistent. She juggles a lot from her job. She works at Lululemon to, you know, doing all of her social platforms. But if anything is like her main message is that put yourself first and make sure that everything you're putting out into the social realm is absolutely authentic to you. So if you want to learn more about appreciating the small wins, ensuring progress, and just being grounded in your day-to-day life, in your health, mentally and physically, definitely check out this episode, guys. Underdog to Winner, empowering people to land their dream jobs featuring Juan Solting and The 20 CEO and career influencer Jonathan Javier. I came across Jonathan on LinkedIn. It's quite interesting because Jonathan is the LinkedIn influencer influencer guys. He has over a hundred thousand followers on LinkedIn and he actually is a former employee of Snapchat and Google. He started one consulting to help those from non-traditional backgrounds and also those uh, from non-target schools reach top companies. And the 20 is a job accelerator for 20 underdogs that are able to essentially accelerate their dream careers into action, into reality. And Jonathan is also coined online as hashtag Wow. And he has literally blown up on TikTok for his recruiting advice. At this point, he has over 600,000 followers on TikTok and people are really hungry for this recruiting advice. Something he said is that LinkedIn is truly lacking content creators, even though they have plenty of people that are posting updates as a personal social media update platform, but they're not creating content that relates to the masses. And think about it, LinkedIn is all about career, professional advice. So consulting is the place to go for that. He said, quote, you need only one yes, one job and one person to believe in you. And that'll make the difference in the world and especially in your career which I loved because he has discussed, you know, his journey of growing up with acne and obesity and grappling with, you know, these internal insecurities as well as like he used to blame job rejections on, you know, his college or on external factors, but then he realized that his work ethic is what mattered most. And throughout college when he was chasing his dream jobs, he was able to help his friends and peers really overcome those barriers and get into the seemingly extremely competitive jobs. He said unconventional routes equal gold mines, guys. So if you're looking to land that dream job, then Go the extra mile with us reaching out to the recruiter or sending out that email or interacting online or providing an additional piece to your application that was not required but shows your vested interest in the company and the work that you're able to produce tangibly. There's so much you could do about it. In 2019, Juan Solting, the startup, sparked as an idea for him and When layoffs ravaged many in 2020, he was able to develop this deadly combo of hope and actionable steps for job seekers. So if you're looking to penetrate the influencer market on LinkedIn or some other professional platform, make sure that you're up to date with the trends and you understand what is valuable today. Provide the tangible steps as well as the motivational advice and things of that nature that are emotionally fueling. So The main lesson from his episode was that failure is redirection. It is not rejection. So if you do get rejected by a company or your university or something that is professionally, you know, detrimental to your ego, 
and pride in some sense, as it is for all of us, look at what that failure can teach you and realize that it is simply guiding you towards the path that you are best fit for. So if you want to learn more about manifesting your dream career, listen to this episode, guys. Another thing Jonathan said that really resonated with me is that you are literally the accumulation, the average of the people that you surround yourself with, especially the people you're closest with. So make sure that you surround yourself with people that are motivational, inspiring you to become better, that are at the places that you want to be, and also just really fueling you with that self-belief and courage that you need to keep going. Episode 7, From Modeling to Silkware Brand Owner and Romanticizing Your Life, featuring AM Club founder and content creator Amy Marietta. Amy Marietta was such a joy to have on the show. I got sincere, guys, on this episode with Trifecta Influencer. She's a TikToker, YouTuber, Instagrammer, and of course, she founded AM Club, which is an ethical and sustainable silkware brand of exclusive pieces. Amy is not only a fashionista, but she has gone through so many shifts in her professional career. She started modeling at 16 and then she started doing some LA reality TV. And now she's empowered with this thriving entrepreneurial spirit. She's an avid content creator. She's even done videos on crypto and her advice on fashion and beauty. And she says, quote, I'm a visual learner. So it just takes one thing for me to see that I'm progressive. I learn and make changes. That's the great power of social media. It could change the world in a really positive way. So Amy really loves TikTok because of how authentic it is and how it peels away the facade of filters and all those like editing layers and just makes you simply raw and vulnerable to just your video presence. Fun fact, Amy Song's sister, if y'all don't know, Amy Song is like a really famous influencer and she's been one of like the early adopters in the blogging world. Her sister was doing her makeup at a modeling shoot one day and voila, Amy started on blogging and her secret to maintaining this aloof, fun persona online while also taking things seriously and growing professionally, she said romanticize her life one of her biggest life advice pieces is carpe diem, seize the day, come alive every single day. Because she said that when you share your positivity online, co-inspiration sparks and you want to keep up the positive mindset and manifest your most pearly aspirations because who knows what could happen. And she's grown to a massive audience, hundreds of thousands of followers. And that's really attributed to some you know, celebrity influences, but also the fact that she's been able to continually reinvent herself online and create content that resonates with people not only visually, but internally. One regret that she has is that she used to dress for others. If you are dressing, you know, as a model or, you know, as someone that is really invested in fashion and beauty, do not dress for others, dress for yourself. Feel beautiful because you want to feel beautiful. And if you want to learn more about how you can seize every single day and romanticize your life, make sure to listen to this episode, guys. Episode 8, His Audacious Climb from Mowing Lawns to an Eight-Figure Business featuring Student Works head coach and Leaders of Tomorrow host Chris Thompson. So I connected with Chris on LinkedIn. We spilled some valuable truth on someone that has had over four decades of entrepreneurial fire, guys, and experience. He can recognize a prolific leader when he sees one. He's an incredible coach, mentor, speaker, podcaster. At one point, 
His podcast called Leaders of Tomorrow was in iTunes Top 100, which is a huge honor. He really said, quote, that there are so many things, small things, that can make a difference. It's becoming an overnight success story in decades. There's so many iterations, improvements, dot, 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 like climbing a mountain range. Basically, he's saying that you do not know what goes on behind the scenes. Chris Thompson has been an entrepreneur for the majority of his life. As in, he's seen what it's like to go bankrupt, to have a business deal go wrong. With his current venture, which is called Student Works, where he coaches entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs, to build their own businesses and essentially make revenue over a summer, mostly college students, he said that he was able to finally encapsulate his why once he created a hairy audacious goal. And that was to create a thousand millionaires. And his company has been able to do that with hungry students because of all the iterations and all of the past professional career experiences that he's had. And he said it's about value creation. In North America specifically, he's originally from Canada. He has seen such an incredible market as in resources and needs are abundant, but there's a lot of content out there and not a lot of context. He's learned the hard way from debt crises to $18 million projected this year for his business, guys. He got radically honest with me on this podcast and talked about a time when he had a business deal go wrong and you know his family was struggling financially and he went to bed every single day just wondering how they were gonna get out of this debt crisis. And what he really learned from that was perseverance and how it's not always going to go right, but you have to keep believing in the journey and in the why. And also understand that the entrepreneurial lessons that you learn sometimes mean that you can't fulfill the roles that you have always wanted to be in. For example, with this student works venture, he is serving as a head coach because he is a great mentor and his wife is actually serving as CEO. So she's handling more of the managerial duties there. And Chris Thompson, really, really great orator, speaker, and super valuable podcast, guys. Make sure to tune in to that episode. Exponential Technologies, Safepreneurship in Leadership, and the Digital World featuring Nokia Solution Architect Doug Holin. I'm a Doug Holin at this book club that we are both engaged in for the Abundance Digital Community. If you are familiar, it is led by Peter Diamandis. Basically, Doug is a Nokia solution architect. He has been at Nokia and Motorola for decades. He is a trailblazing futurist that helps people navigate both physical and digital worlds, especially with the emergence of exponential technology and technology that is growing bigger and bigger. Because think about it, smarter computers build even smarter computers. He's an expert on 5G, 6G, XR, VR, cybersecurity, and more. He is a surefire connector to people, information, and things of value. And I was so excited to chat with him about the things that he's been working on from autonomous vehicles to VR to 5G. He said, quote, I'm really excited about the future and how to leverage the lessons learned in the past for the future. Because the lessons learned in the past are so pivotal with technology, especially. There's this question that's always in the air of just because we can, should we? And after 32 years of his career, he's engaged in safepreneurship, which basically means that he's been able to sometimes lead and just involve himself, engage and progress these major, major projects without 
putting in those costly investments up front and risking financial bankruptcy if the project doesn't go well. And he's even landed a $700 million 2G project that has been cited by the Wall Street Journal through his company. He has talked so much in this episode about how much technology has become accessible over the years. One example he gave was that 7 million people in the world had a cell phone at the time when he landed his $7 million 2G project. Now we're at 5G technology and 25 years later, 8 billion people do. So 7 million to 8 billion, that is huge. That is an exponential technology right there. And today the cellular business is literally worth $4.5 trillion worldwide. So from autonomous vehicles to VR, the opportunity for technological innovation is abundant. So if you are looking to get into this space, the resources are out there for you to learn and also just get ahead with how to be an early adopter in the spaces of VR, 5G, 6G, XR, etc. So if you want to learn more about applying systems thinking in your business, listen to this episode because Doug is a systems expert. He is not only a pragmatic intellectual, but he's also a great speaker and also emotionally in tune with the missions behind his projects. Like, He was talking about roadside accidents and how car accidents take too many lives per year and how autonomous vehicles could really change that and save so many lives. Moving on, innovating new age feminine care products and sustaining her wellness, Vita Honeypot CEO and founder Beatrice Dixon. Beatrice was such a breath of fresh air, guys. She is extremely spiritual, just deeply grounded in her mission and the why behind her company. Honeypot is actually the first plant-based feminine care line ever, and she calls herself a spiritual being wrapped up in skin. She innovates these new age products that are truly comfortable for people in need of feminine care. And simply put, her mission is to improve lives, and she's very mission-driven, and that's been evident in the company culture that she's been able to tightly cultivate and nurture, and that has led to the success of her company and her brand. Her pillars are cleanliness, efficaciousness, vibrance, and good energy. And one of my favorite quotes from her episode is that she said, I'm working really hard in my present moments to maintain my wellness, mindfulness, mindlessness, and to be grateful I'm here now. So she loves discussing the duality of being mindful, but also mindless. As in, you're not constantly burdened by these anxious, weighty thoughts, but you're letting yourself go. You're letting your ego go. You're letting your pride go. And you're simply letting yourself live comfortably within the confines of your physical and mental limitations. And her journey is so impressive, guys. She's really someone to learn from on perseverance. Her first job was at McDonald's and her drive and hustle are in her blood because she was able to build her muscle of a work ethic after that. In Atlanta, she used to work two to three jobs for mere sustenance. After her bacterial vaginosis infection, she formulated a product that healed her. And the key was clean ingredients. And then she knew, I have to help people with these same issues and I have to create this into a brand, into a company. And today, she channels empathy and humility always. She dreams of initiating radical and safe conversations. And she hopes that her brand will normalize vaginal health. If you want to learn more about what it's like to navigate being a black female CEO, of a company that is discussing a topic that is sometimes considered more taboo or more sensitive to 
the everyday public ear. I definitely recommend listening to this episode, guys. She also talks about putting yourself worth first and reaping the benefits of mental clarity because at times you're going to have to make a lot of tough decisions. People do say it is lonely at the top for good reason. Her mission has always been clear. She's had to pivot from dealing with more of the logistical things into being the brand builder and the product innovator. And that has taught her a lot about delegation and building a team around you that you could really trust. Moving on, Episode 11, Trusting His Intuition to Grow Six Ventures, Grossing Nearly $20 Million, featuring intuitive branding coach, author, and intuitionology host, Sunil Gatsi. Oh, that was a mouthful. Sunil is such a intellectual mastermind, guys. He spilled some major psychological wisdom on this episode as a serial entrepreneur and investor, intuitive branding coach, and podcast host. He has authored Gut, What It Is, How to Trust It, How to Use It, and the book Fall Fast, Succeed Faster. So he is definitely a genius in terms of achieving goals through the power of intuition. And something that really resonated with me was when he said, why are we waiting till we're 65? Why are we waiting five years later? Stop your regrets today. Live your life through intuition. As in, you don't have to succumb to fear. After one irreversible decision that he discussed led to a friend being shot and killed, he invested thousands of hours on research and interviews. He had initially gone into college for engineering and decided that wasn't his route. Even though there were a lot of familial pressure to go that this route, he decided he wanted to go into business and pursue psychology. Today, his track record for success and basically guiding business decisions through the power of intuition is nearly spotless. And he discusses that intuition is essentially whenever you have a decision to make, your brain literally pulls into a library, a catalog of all of the memories of your past experiences, pulls all of the things that are remotely similar, and then guides your decision-making process through the outcomes of your past experiences. It's quite fascinating. He has coached businesses to crush their competition the right way and avoid the annual loss of nearly $1 billion due to low productivity, high turnover costs, and revenue losses. And this is more technical, but intuition also has the power to change your daily life as an individual independent of a corporate organization. It is extremely valuable, the pieces of advice that he has. He has a free seven-day challenge on his website where it teaches you how to dig deeper into your intuition and listen to it clearer and basically overcome, you know, challenges. Like on his podcast, he's interviewed people that have overcome drug addictions, that have overcome very traumatic incidents and leverage intuition to see things from a perspective, from a mindset view that is helpful and healthy. His methodology, guys, truly transforms lives. So if you want to listen to this episode and refine your skills and sharpen your innate intuition psychologically and then bring that out into your life, I truly recommend this episode. Episode 12, Transforming Businesses as a Clinical Psychologist and Channeling Intention, featuring Road Smith Consulting CEO and author Dr. Ian Brooks. I absolutely loved this episode, guys. Dr. Ian Brooks recently authored his book, Intention. It is a mind-blowing masterpiece. He actually sent it to me early on through email, and I read a huge chunk of it, and it 
really changed the way that I see my life and basically the meaning, the why, the purpose driving me towards my goals and the things that I'm currently investing my time into. But he's also the chief executive and founder of Roadsmith Consulting. He actually stepped into this entrepreneurial venture of his when he sensed an impending layoff. And even when that didn't happen, he had this security blanket and he became his own boss and built his own brand around himself and built a clientele. And a lot of that was fueled by his intention, defining it clearly and being able to pause and reflect in your life and not let ego and pride take over. He is a clinical psychologist, which makes his book all that more credible. And he's amassed over two decades in the organizational development change management, and human capital field, as in he understands why people quote-unquote tick in any company and is able to leverage that to make sure that the organizational changes that are made are effective. So a quote that really resonated with me is when he said, quote, trust the value that you bring and stay true to that value, knowing that it will evolve. It will continuously grow as you grow as an individual. As in, there are points that you have to be really honest with yourself and debunk those myths that you've been believing. Something for him was that he wasn't good as he thought he was. I remember when he was talking about the early stages of his entrepreneurial venture, of his consulting firm, and how he wasn't building his client portfolio as proactively as he should have. And when he didn't have clients essentially to run his business, you know, to generate profit off of, of, he struggled. And that was a reality check for him. He thought that things would go smoother than they did. And as a people savvy psychologist, he's reinvigorated businesses of all sizes and their transformations. And through that experience, he's really learned how many mental barriers exist in the business world. And He's also propelled himself into these organizations to transform them in a meaningful way in a long-term sustainable manner as a solopreneur. And over 10 to 12 years of doing this, he's constantly shaped his own intentionality and refined his own valuable methodologies, which he discusses in this episode. He also became really candid on this episode about when he had to rewrite his book because he wrote his book and then he went into the studio to record a live audio reading of it and he just did not resonate with the book. He did not like the way that it sounded and he guided the reader and he had to rewrite the whole thing. And that was difficult for him because he had invested so much time into his first copy of the book. But that allowed him, that honesty, that painful honesty with himself allowed him to transform this book into something that has resonated with so many people already. It's out on Amazon and all the other retail booksellers. So make sure to go check that out. And if you want to learn more about nurturing your humility, guys, episode 12 is the one. Episode 13, hashtag life goals, solo travel, 10 million TikTok likes, and spiritual epiphanies featuring entrepreneur and Kendall's world host, Kendall Furman. Kendall Furman is such an inspiring individual. She is only 25 years old and she's already founded multiple online businesses, her own marketing agency, and also traveled nearly 40 countries, I believe. She's a traveling entrepreneur, mindset coach, TikToker, founder of Furman Ventures LLC, and now she hosts Kendall's World Podcast. She has been enriched by her sustainable solo travel experiences and her many spiritual endeavors. And through those, she's such wisdom galore. My favorite quote from her episode is that she said, the more authentic you are, the more energy you can build, the more you'll find your niche. 
authenticity wins. And she has truly realized that over building an audience through her YouTube channel, Instagram, or TikTok over so many years. She graduated from USC and then eventually quit her nine to five to found her marketing agency. And then she was able to work from anywhere. She has literally worked from the Bali beaches to the Peru mountains. She even recently attained her yoga instructor certificate in Cusco, Peru which is insane. And by the way, I am going to Peru upon a recommendation. And the proof of her manifestation methodologies and her mindset and the way that she's been able to create the dream life for herself is really in her content online. And her travel TikToks have amassed millions of likes online. She is so good at curating a visual experience. And her secret is divulged on her new podcast, Kendall's World. You all need to listen to it. It's a stripped down tell all. She's so excited to kind of peel back the facades of her nearly 100,000 people audience on Instagram and millions on TikTok to be able to speak to her audience in a more candid manner. And she has so many tips on solo traveling mindsets and spiritual topics. So don't miss out on this podcast, guys, after this one. But She talks a lot about good vibes, good energy, making sure not to overwhelm yourself, being aware of what cycle you're in currently, your energy state, because she's tried to be extremely busy and productive when her body and mind were just not aligned with that. And it really was not productive for her. So I definitely recommend listening to this episode to learn more about how Kendall got here how she's been able to curate a life of her own for herself and still stay extremely grounded and concrete in her ideologies and also travel in a way that is budget-friendly because traveling can be very expensive, guys. Last episode of this season, guys, episode 14, from rare disease diagnosis to her book blowing up featuring But You Don't Look Sick, nonprofit founder and host Melody Olander. I love talking to Melody. She was so real and raw about her experience with her rare neurological disorder. It really shook me when she opened up about it. She founded the nonprofit, But You Don't Look Sick, which is a phrase, a forward phrase that has really been this point of poignant connection for her and her community of 40,000, over 40,000 followers. And through her book, which she actually created during her healing process, basically she has always loved drawing and This neurological disorder literally caused tremors in her hands to the point where she couldn't sketch as normal. So she began just sketching what she could. And over time, these sketches got got better and clearer. And she built it all into this book that blew up. And it was named after this forward phrase that seems to resonate with a lot of people that suffer from invisible illnesses or invisible symptoms, which is, but you don't look sick. She now has become a voice for the Chronicle Ill community. Melody has always been very driven, went to college on a full ride. She also got her biological sciences and healthcare solutions degree and master's degree. But her pivotal experience, and think about it, guys, we all have a pivotal experience in our lives that really, really defines us, right? And for her, it was at 17 when her symptoms developed overnight. She almost became blind in her eyes and was just really, really nauseous and unable to control you know, her movements. Years later, Melody was finally properly diagnosed with CIDP, which is a rare neurological disorder. And when she began sketching and just projecting her pain into something beautiful and relatable, organically, her platform 
platform grew and her story resonated with thousands and thousands. And her nonprofit is now an uplifting community for patients, you know, to help fund patients because these treatments are not inexpensive, guys. She's been able to fund and help patients with invisible and chronic symptoms, which is very impressive given her young age, as well as the fact that her community, and her podcast, which is called Real Talk with Melody, it has been able to debunk so many myths. And her studying medicine and seeing the disconnect between doctors and patients has really allowed her to empathize with patients and also see why these patients are sometimes mistreated. So definitely check her out, guys. This episode taught me so much about activating change in your community, about taking something that is difficult and making it something that is not only manageable, but relatable. Her quote from this episode was, how do you expect people to know your story if you don't tell your story? As if you have something that people should really learn from, really just expand their awareness on certain topics through, share your story, make sure that your story is not under covers, project your story out there into the world to make positive impact and change. That is it for this last episode. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I have appreciated your time and attention for the last 10 months. Radically Honest has been in session since July 5th of 2020. And we are wrapping up season two today and going on hiatus for a couple months as your host, Dasam Lee, graduated and is now taking a leap of faith to travel, write, create content, and just take a break for a couple of months until I start up this podcast again and properly relocate to New York City to begin my big girl job at a consulting firm. But guys, I truly, truly appreciate every single listening ear on this podcast, please make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps so much for distribution growth and just for feedback, just to see how people are resonating with these topics and these episodes, guests, etc. Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram at RadicallyPod and on Twitter at RadicallyPod, as well as check out RadicallyHonestPodcast.com for more information on each of the episodes. And of course, guys, make sure to tune in every Tuesday one season three drops later next year. I am so, so grateful, guys. I am extremely humbled to simply have been able to share so many amazing stories throughout the course of Radically Honest two seasons. I love you guys so much and I appreciate every single person that is listening right now. I cannot reiterate that enough. So thank you so much. Have a wonderful day and I'll talk to y'all later. Bye guys. Bye guys.